Now, from the Paxa Studios in downtown Honolulu, Josh Pacheco and Hunter Hughes. That opportunity for athletes to represent their countries, we understand the desire, what they've spoken out about, and what we'll continue to do is work with the players, Players Association, and the clubs in the time ahead to uh, determine the process and then work with USA Football and IFAF. Off the Bench on ESPN Honolulu. Not often uh, we lead a show with the Olympics and football because the Olympics hasn't really had football. Uh, Until 2028, the uh, International Olympic Committee is allowing the L.A. Games to have flag football. Now, you heard Peter O'Reilly when they had the press conference today. He's an executive with the NFL. And they want to work with the Players Union to allow current and former players to participate in flag football in 2028. Now, let me give you the dates before you tell me how you feel about it. The 2028 Summer Olympics run from July 14th to July 30th, 2028. We know training camps start around that time before preseason games. So, Hunter Hughes, yeah, how do you feel about the idea of NFL players playing flag football in the 2028 Olympics. Uh, sounds really awesome. My only other question is, where's the tryout for the rest of us? <laughs> because for an inaugural Olympic sport that I played, I can't help but wonder, should I go back into training for a chance at maybe cracking a, a roster spot? I joked with you before we got on the air. I said, well, that means you're going to have to play defense. And I think the last time you played defense, didn't you injure somebody? Uh, well... When I was a li- when I was a little kid, oh, I hurt okay. somebody. But I thought that was the last time you yeah, played I mean, defense. If if yeah, I might hurt myself now oh, if geez. I tried to play defense. Now, as I was thinking, saying that I I've seen footage of Vic playing flag football, and the dude can still rip it. Michael Vic. Oh yeah. Now, so when they say current and former players, I immediately think of him, like someone who's freshly retired just a couple of years ago, and can absolutely sling the rock and i would be curious i haven't played international rule flag football i'm curious the size of the ball that they use um the size of the field all that kind of stuff because current nfl guys and former can cover the whole field with one throw Mm -hmm. so yeah if they allow current or former players to play you might as well get the gold medal for us i still wonder why we don't have regular football but I, but I realize as I say that, if you look at those dates, you're not going to get college guys. Uh, you're not going to get pro guys. You'll probably get, like, arena football players. So you're saying <laughs> there's the, a chance. Or those, those spring league guys. Or uh, washed up uh, radio personality guys who want to still throw the ball well, around. If you want. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you get that <laughs> in the spring league guys going up. I mean, because there's football played around the world. You totally. played around the world. Yep. Uh, just because there is no NFL Europe doesn't mean football around the world ceased to exist. Oh, they go crazy for it. And this is already happening over in Europe where national teams put together a flag football team. And okay. they go up and compete against each other. So this is already happening kind of internationally. It's cool that it's getting the recognition enough to be included into the Olympics. Now, the one part that I am a little interested about, I, and I agree with you about why isn't real football being played, mm-hmm. you can't help but wonder, is flag football a little gimmicky? Mm-hmm. Kind of. 
I, I love the sport. I'm, Me I'm too. not, yeah. I'm not saying I don't, but right. it's a shell of what the real sport is. Right. It'd be like playing basketball on a seven, on a seven foot hoop or something. Yes. So if we're gonna play football, let's play the real game. Or playing basketball and, and only playing half court. There you go. Which I believe. Or playing three on three. There that, you go. That's that's a much better. If I'm not mistaken, I think three on three recently was an Olympic sport. It was. Thank you, Tanner, for the head nod. Yeah. Uh, coming up, we've got our Tuesday turnaround with Coach Ardo Martinez. Our Mountain West Power Rankings coming up as well. Here's NFL Network now. Sports Center's next. Now, from the Paxa Studios in downtown Honolulu, Josh Pacheco and Hunter Hughes. It was a high-level game uh, between two teams that are really, really good. Off the bench on ESPN Honolulu. Hunter, who do you think that was? I don't we're we're going to do this every day. I'm going to play a random clip and say, Hunter, who was that? That was high-level football. Um. Well, I know it wasn't Belichick. <laughs> yeah, definitely not. Let's just say Sean Payton. No, Brandon Staley. Brandon Staley. Chargers head coach. There we after, go. After uh, last night's Monday night football game. That was high-level football. Just wasn't high scoring. No, but it was also high level Cowboys defense. Yeah, uh, that really shut down Austin Eckler. And uh, hey, how did your uh, fantasy team do, by the way? Uh, in our league, I won. Congratulations! Thank you. Yes, and I'm uh, back up on top and tied with Cole Mousoff in our uh, um, our, our pick'em. That's right. Our pigskin picks brought to you right. by M Dyer Global and Young's Fish Market. Thankful to be back on top. And don't call it a comeback, Gary Dickman is coming around the outside in the final turn right now from way, way back. Well, you know what? It's a couple furlongs, but we're, we're hitting the quarter pole. You know what? You're right. We're, <laughs> it, I, I meant more where he was not even close like two that, weeks ago. That is true. Yes. This, this reminds He's me. He's surging. And Arnold Martinez is waiting. We'll bring him in in a second. This reminds me of being at, a, um, you know, at UH football or at UH basketball when there's a review. They have the uh, the car race. But oh, it's yep. not cars. It's the it's, it's the, the colored it's, circles. It's dots. Yeah, it's dots, and you pick the one, and like second, you know, it one is like leading on lap one is in last in lap two, and then at that point, forget it. It's kind of like that. Um, this is a lap two. Yes. And right now, Gary Dickman's making a charge on lap two, which you know what that means. He'll finish in last place on lap four. That's that's how the game goes. Yeah, he's he's uh, showing a lot of promise early. Yeah, all you guys picking dot color red, that's Gary, and it's not winning. Just for the next game that you go to, uh, Arnold Martinez joins us now. Our Tuesday turnaround, looking back at uh, San Diego State, looking ahead to New Mexico. Uh, Coach, do you play that game when when we're at uh, the Clarence T C Ching Athletics Complex and you see the uh, the dot races? Do you play it? Yeah, yeah, that little circle deal where you you, you got to pick the one most least likely not going to win because right at the last second it goes bang, bang, and then they win it. Mm-hmm. You how, know what I mean? How good are you at it? Uh, I don't know. I don't, I don't think I keep track of it. I'll beat you guys. Let's, <laughs> let's put some money on it this week. <laughs> well, as, as long <laughs> hey, as you feel gonna that you're going to throw it one. down, we're always a competitor now. we got, we got to compete, Hunter. Come on, baby. We play to win right. the game, Coach. There you go. There's some tips and yeah. overthrows in that game, Gotta too, get I'm those. sure. Gotta get those. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Coach, uh, you know, Hunter and I were talking about this yesterday. I felt like, regardless of result, 
the San Diego State game was probably Hawaii's second best game played in the year, probably behind Vanderbilt. Um, mm-hmm. Just the turnovers just kind of marred it. Um, from your perspective, yep. how, how would how would you uh, how would you assess that? No, I, I totally agree. I think that this game um, we saw. I know I know fans are kind of frustrated with the results, but again, we I think we got to focus on the process and and the positives. I, I think there's a lot to build from from there, right? I mean, um, you know, they're still in the infancy. We keep saying that, but this is really the second year, uh, and and um, but everyone wants uh, what is it the the microwave generation, instant results. Um, but it just comes down to eleven on eleven executing and, and limiting mistakes. And early, they spotted right the six at seventeen points, and then um, by a, a number of different situations. Um, but even with that horrible start, like you guys said, I thought the Warriors showed what kind of we've been waiting for. They showed us fight. They showed us they they showed improvement, um, and they showed they can execute. And like you said, they played um, fairly well in a lot of areas. Uh, and, and once the offense and defense settled down, right, they, they they did some good things and were able to take the lead. But you're right. Ultimately, those those turnovers. Uh, in the second half, I mean, they just doomed the Warriors. I mean, it's, it's hard to win Man. without turnovers, and then um, in those critical situations where you're running out of time and you're giving them a short field. I mean, it it, it just makes it exponentially harder totally. uh, with those turnovers. Coach, you know? I, I kind of putting you on the spot here, but in all yep. the football games you've been around as a as a player, as a coach, as a consultant, mm-hmm. how many times have you seen a team win? having given up five turnovers? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I've ever seen a team win giving up five, and, <laughs> giving up five turnovers. I can't even remember. And and to um, that to yeah. that measure, the fact that we were in that game late, I think says yes. something, doesn't it? Oh, absolutely. You, you know, turnovers are huge, right? If you can win the turnover battle and you limit your mistakes, you're going to more than likely win that game. I think the probability rate is going to be a 99%. So, um yeah, for sure. They they were in the game, and they showed they show what I really liked as a coach was um, all the key areas we've been talking about up until to this point, like areas of improvement that they need. Um, we saw a lot of it happen in the offense. Tackling was better. Gap integrity was better. Pass protection was better. You know what I mean? So we saw all those things that we've kind of been harping on in these previous games for weeks. Uh, so for anybody out there saying coaches don't know what they're doing, uh, you can put that somewhere else because <laughs> they're working, they're working. And obviously, um, they, uh, they showed it, right. They, they showed, uh, they responded, uh, to the, to the off week, to the bye week Well, I thought, you know, cause they did get back some basics. Look at how Shager, um, came out, responded and the ball was coming up. I think, you know, he got a little too, um, well, I don't know if it was on him. I think the defense, Josh and I talked about this, that pick six, um, I just felt like they had gone to the well a little bit too many times in a row, like yep. to that flat and the arrow in the flat. And so I was telling Josh when we were out there watching, I said, you know, they just shift the, the safety over and tell the corner to be more aggressive. Even if you get beat, we'll make the tackle. Take a shot. And, you yep. might, and, and take a shot, you might get one. And sure enough, he got one. Yep. Coach Arna Martinez showing restraint, uh, joining us here on the uh, Tuesday <laughs> turnaround. It is off the bench Always on ESPN Honolulu. All right. There are two things that, that come to mind for me. One, and I hear other people saying it, 
Hawaii, I don't recall a game in which Hawaii has gotten off to a good start. Can you? No. <laughs> um, maybe my memory's bad, but not recently, no. And, and, and it's one of those things, you know, that, again, you spot them 17 early. You got the block punt, um, and then you come back out, right, and, and you give another short field because a screen went awry, now you lose yardage, and now you're punting from in the end zone. You know they're going to get it around half field, um, and then the pick six. So that's tough. But look what they did. They tied it, and then they took the lead. Yep. You know, and so that in itself shows they're not going to lay down. They they got they got some fight, and they can they can execute and make adjustments. I thought one of the key things too. We talk about adjustments, Josh. Remember in, against the Stanford game, what Stanford did? They had a almost a totally different offense in the second half. Right. And, and um, Josh, I think we talked about this a little bit at halftime. I liked how Timmy mixed it up coming out of second half because they had, right, they made their adjustments based on what, what was going on. And then um, I like he showed some diversity. I like that little, um, what they do, the reverse flea flicker that didn't yep. throw, but it allowed Shager to run, use his legs. And, I, and I, one of my halftime adjustments was let Shager sprint out half roll, and then they came out in some sprint out. They were letting him use his leg. So I thought it was mixed up well, too. But, um, yeah, I, I just think they don't get off to good starts. And yeah. um, if, they, if they can, they can settle down and start, start better. Gosh, they're going to they're gonna do, do a lot better, yeah. Totally. Uh, Coach, uh, have fun with me just for a second. Um, <laughs> yeah. The reverse out, we saw it twice from, from Shager uh-huh. where – they did a little play action to the right and mm-hmm. then kind of rolled to his left. And mm-hmm. it, it is the, the same throw that Zach Wilson made on his uh, his pro day that had everybody, oh, that had everybody drooling. Yeah. drooling. Mm-hmm. And I'm bringing it up to hopefully anyone listening can just shut up about Shager <laughs> and his arm ability because – how many guys can make that throw, Coach? I mean, both of them were over 60 yards. I mean, they were straight oh, tosses. Hunter showing no restraint. Put it this way, none of the people complaining about him can make that throw. Or me. <laughs> yeah, or are you? Not in my <laughs> yeah, wildest Hunter, dreams I, I, could I, I touch would... that throw. Those <laughs> were, were rockets. We got to get some training in, Hunter. We got to get you ready for the Olympics. Hey, man, bro. Football. You got to be able to make to <laughs> get back in the lab. But, yeah. But, um, no arm talent he's got it i mean look at the deep ball threat i mean look at the the deep ones to, to mcbride and like you say to reverse out off platform right like you say running um no that's tough and um not a lot of guys who do it and 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 i think he has the right arm talent what we're seeing now i think is the development of his processing um and i i you know the stuff that they worked with with coach morrison coach dan obviously paid off cutting the reads. You talked about it last week, simplifying the reads, getting a little more pre-snap determination and kind of sticking with it so the ball can come out. All of that also helped the O-line. I'm sure the O-line is like, thank you. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. you, you know, you're not back there having the ball or looking around. They can protect better if he did, they don't have to protect as long. And so all those things work in combination. But you're right, he's got arm talent. And for folks saying he doesn't, um, uh, you know, let's let's do a contest. Let's let's have them come out and let everyone throw into a, a target in the bucket and see if they can do it. <laughs> Coach Arnold Martinez joining us here on our Tuesday turnaround. All right, the other thing I wanted to bring up, our our last thing I think from from the uh, San Diego State game is the uh, the decision in the final sixty four seconds. I think it was 
with three timeouts, Hawaii decides to go for the yeah. field goal. I think it was on first down. Uh, mm-hmm. You get the points. You know, they, they don't recover the onside kick. They try to trust the defense. It ultimately didn't work out. We talked about this yesterday. Timmy Chang in the press conference uh, said he apologized yeah. to the state of Hawaii, mm-hmm. saying that they play for sure. the win. There are people thinking that mm-hmm. he's talking about gambling. I don't think so. Um, but what what did you oh, make of the, that decision? The, the bad beats? Yeah. No, I, I, I think it was – you're going to need two scores, correct? Yes. yes. What And what are you – so you're going to need – you're going to need it anyway, and you can't convert the first there. You're going to need those points. And I you thought need it that was a time. decision. And you need the time to get the ball back. So, um, and you have an opportunity to get the ball back in a special teams play with an onside. Now, the the probability may not be on. You know, who knows what that probability is? But it is an opportunity to onside and then get it right back with the three timeouts. I'm all for it. I, I think you because let's say you don't get those points, right? You don't convert. Yeah. They got the ball out. Aren't aren't they just going to try and run it down? And you never see, and you still it's still a two possession game. So, um, yeah, I, I, he, I don't think he, I, I understand why he'll apologize. He's he's saying, um, you know, he didn't he doesn't want people to think he's conceding. Like I think I, he, I think, I think he meant he we'll try to do better next time. Mm, yeah, yeah. yeah true, true, I also, yeah, yeah. I mean, for me, I, I looked at it as you're playing the long game. In a yeah. minute and and some odd seconds, like would sure. you, you're gonna get criticized if you go for a touchdown on that drive and get nothing. They, they so, have nothing. Exactly right. You're gonna say, why didn't you take the points? You need two scores. It's kind of dang if you do, dang if you don't, right? Mm-hmm. It's 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 uh, it, it's a no win from the fan side. But as a coach, uh, I think you got to make decisions that get you in a position to have an opportunity to win at the end. And they were in that position, and I think that's the thing Mm -hmm. that I think some people are probably missing out of all that. All right, uh, we'll turn our attention to New Mexico, Um, and this is an interesting stretch, I think, for this Hawaii football team. That coming up in just a moment, traffic as well. Our Tuesday turnaround with Arnold Martinez on the other side. It's off the bench, ESPN Honolulu. All right, our Tuesday turnaround continues with the coach, Arnold Martinez. we got a couple more minutes with him. So uh, let's look ahead to New Mexico, which is coming up on Saturday. Noon kick uh, from Albuquerque. We were just talking about this during the break, Coach. New Mexico is one of those teams that I thought was kind of scared me a little bit because they actually have a quarterback. Um, that's something yep. they haven't really been able to say in a long Dylan time. Hopkins, yep. That's mm-hmm. right. And and we talked to Dylan before the year started and you could tell like, you know, he transferred in. He felt pretty excited about, you know, coming into the year and um, the results haven't completely panned out, but they are a two point favorite, which means this is kind of a pick em game. Sure. Uh, you, you and I were, were well, and, and, you know, us three were talking about it. It seems like this is a game of like, you know, which team do we see? And I think we could almost say the same thing about Hawaii, right? Which team do we see exactly. and, and when? Exactly. I, I think it's going to be going into it, just going to feel like going into the Aztecs game, I think. You know, both teams are struggling uh, in in similar areas. And um, for them, they have a lot of athletes, but they have a lot of breakdowns. And so I uh, see we were just saying the second half of San Jose State, man, they, you know, just got away. Uh, but they have athletes. And like you say, Dylan Hopkins is one of them. Um, they also have a running back who's pretty good, Ja'Cory uh, Merritt. But um, I, I think um, I think it can go either way. But I will tell you this: if UH can just clean up, um, you know, start start off better, and then clean up and not turn the ball over, I, I'm 
we got it. I think Warriors will take it. You know, it's just one of those things. But, again, on the road, um, the whole road logistics, right, we don't necessarily do well <laughs> on the road um, at times. But, um, yeah, New Mexico, uh, their, their offense, they're averaging 29 points per game. Um, and But the, the production, let's say, you know, as far as total yards is, is very low. 169 total yards of offense per right. game. So, um, yeah, it's it, it's it's one of those things where um, we can't take them for granted for sure. Um, and they're they got athletes that and and I know they feel bad about that second half last week because um, uh, they let it go. I think they let it get away from. It sounds like they stayed though. Stepped up big. Oh yeah, absolutely. By the way, uh, Hawaii a one point favorite according to Let's a go. Caesar Sportsbook. I can't Let's remember the go. last yeah. time. The last time we've said Hawaii's a favorite against an FBS opponent. I think this is the first time all year. Uh, Coach Arno Martinez joining us, our Tuesday turnaround. Coach, uh, as you mentioned, you'd hope that we would get off to a quicker start. It it was evident that the play calling was drastically different in the second quarter. Whenever we got kind of our feet wet in that game against San Diego State. You know, even if we do suffer a couple of three and outs, I'm almost okay taking some shots early in the game just to get it out there a little bit, what what do you think in trying to get no, the, I, it going a little I, bit? I agree. I agree. You want to you want to put their defense into assignment conflicts because they're struggling too. I mean, they have a lot of misalignments, missed tackles. Sounds like a, a same story here. And then the secondary gets lost. Um, you know, and 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 as I was looking at some film, specifically the corners. Um, struggle to defend the vertical uh, routes. Hmm. So, well, what do we do? Well, I mean, we got some guys who can get down there a couple times, right? So He has seven um, plays over 50 tackle. yards, which is number one in yeah. FBS. Yeah, explosive plays. So, yep. um, and they're, they're aware, so they might be a little off. They might mix their coverage up a little bit, but they're struggling in the secondary. So you're right. I say um, set the tone, be in attack mode, take some shots, and then it'll open up. Right, it opens up because if you're forcing the defense to defend the length and the width of the field, yep. right, and, they're going to be on their heels. Right, that's right. They, every all the other things open up. It's, you got to play chess. You got to mix and match, move them around, move those pieces around, and take your shots when you have them. But um, and and they're ranked 111th in the nation defensively. They allow 424 yards per game, giving up 30 points per game. So. You can see there, they're, they're struggling. Let it fly. Yeah, I, yeah. I think that's a big one. I've got about a, got about a minute here, Coach. Um, yeah. Did Hawaii in that last game, I mean, Hawaii did a much better job against the run. Best job we've seen them do in a while. Yeah. That's going to be huge against against New Mexico, isn't it? Oh, absolutely. I, I thought they, they just, you know, they, they improved um, tremendously with gap integrity, stringing the plays out on perimeter runs. Um, I mean, look, in the first half, UH allowed 37 yards rushing, and for that for that point they only allowed 65 yards passing. But um, that was, I thought, the best run defense we saw out of them, and and the tackling too, just squaring up, wrapping up. Peter Monama, I mean, just bang. I will mention too. I think the in in the second half it turned for for the Wars a little bit when Mecky and both Peter had to be out in different points. Mm-hmm. I thought that changed the dynamic in the secondary a little bit too for them. So that's tough. I don't know what the injury report looks like now, but. As far as run uh, defense, absolutely. I thought they, they had better gap integrity. Their pursuit angles were better. Um, their defensive tackle or their defensive run rotation was better, um, meaning all the pieces are in sync on front side compared to back side. 
um, when they track and then everybody just understanding their fits and wrapping up. I thought that was way better. So that is going to be key because like I said, they, New Mexico state does have athletes. They have some guys that can run. Um, and so they get, we got to be sound. What, what is it? Uh, alignment, John, assignment, key and technique. There you go. Alignment, assignment, key and technique, man. A, A, K, and T. I you learned. Got it. Josh is going to be a coach one day. Yeah, I'll be. Is, uh, yeah, I'll be coaching Madden. Uh, coach, <laughs> uh, I'll I'll see you on Saturday. Big City Diner, Pearl Ridge. Big City Diner, you got it, man. I appreciate you guys. All right, that's appreciate Coach Arno Martinez, uh, Sports Center, and our Mountain West Power Power Rankings next. apologize having a good conversation with our own Darren Kimura from the sports cards and collectible show which is next um, you know commercials happen and uh, when the commercial breaks end that means I have to awkwardly cut off conversations that happened uh, during commercial breaks and usually so sprint back into yeah the, uh, recording studio yeah exactly so yeah. Uh, so my apologies people people think that like the break happens and we're just silent we actually probably talk more when the breaks happen usually. <laughs> than we do. Uh, it's usually when... a venting process, too, of uh, things that we can't say on the air. I can tell you exactly the process. So um, when I walk out of the room, Hunter goes to Tanner and says, did you hear what Josh said a moment ago? I can't stand it. No. Oh, that's, that's, that is so bad. I, what is, what no. is he doing? The venting process. I I, I, I get it. That's uh, that's when I leave here. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh man, this is why I love this show. I really do. All right, um, you ready for Mountain West Power Rankings? Let's go. All right, uh, I have a little bit of a shakeup, but I'm also going to admit something. Okay. Um, I went from scratch. Normally, I kind of build on my rankings from last week, but I went from scratch this week, and the reason why is because I forgot to save it, and it's no longer on my computer. So nice. Uh, where do you want to start, top or bottom? Top. All right. Um, I'm gonna assume we agree. Air Force at one. Yes. All right. I think two is gonna be fun here. Okay. Um, give me your two. Wyoming. Ooh. Yeah, Wyoming it too, even I, with the loss to Air Force. Yep, All right, I, tell me about it. Um, I still have to honor the uh, the win over Fresno mm-hmm. from two weeks ago because that's probably going to be a deciding factor late in this year now that we don't have divisions mm-hmm. um, on who's going to play for the, the Mountain West Championship. So... It doesn't necessarily hurt their stock in comparison to Air Force, but I feel like Wyoming proved themselves against Fresno and nearly got one on Air Force. That's right. So I, I think they, they, they've impressed me as of late, and I feel like they're the second-best team in the conference right now. All right. Uh, I have UNLV at two. Whoa. And here's why. I think UNLV— yeah, Barry Odom and his bald head has absolutely done that. Uh, <laughs> wow. Didn't think I was going to go there. Um, they are the most consistent team in the conference. Mm. I, I realize Air Force is is undefeated overall, um, but look at UNLV its last four weeks. They've scored 40 minimum in each of the last four weeks. They've won by double digits in each of their last three games. Um, by 17 at UTEP, by 24 against Hawaii, and by 28 
against a team that they do not call Nevada. They just call UNR. Mm-hmm. Uh, or, no, or they call Reno. I don't think they call them Nevada. I think they call them Reno. Um, but they are the model of consistency. Air Force has been getting by with some close games here and there, and that's that's just that's Air Force. But UNLV is scoring points. I mean, f- all five of their wins, they have scored 40 or more. There aren't – nobody else in this conference can say that. Um, and so – I, I really like UNLV, and granted, right now, if the conference championship were to be played, it's Air Force and UNLV, and um, you know because UNLV has been the most consistent, I have to put them at two. Yeah, um, I've got Wyoming at wow. three, and I you know I I give Wyoming credit because they could have very well won against Air Force. I think their team is is largely a defensive standout team. Um, you can't forget about them. And so uh, I have Wyoming at three. By the way, Air Force, Fresno State, both uh, bowl eligible. I should note that uh, wow. already. Uh, you're number three. Yeah, I've got Fresno at three. Okay. So I think it's kind of a, a mix right there. And then I, I have UNLV at four. Gotcha. I, I You know, we, we talked about upper echelon. I don't think you can knock Air Force down, but I would like to kind of extend what we used to have at maybe two teams. It's kind of four teams right now. I agree, yes. It's four teams and then everybody else. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think we agree that those four are Air Force, Wyoming, Fresno, and UNLV. Correct. Those are the four. Yeah. Um, I have Fresno at four, not because of how good they are, but I do have to kind of down them a little bit with Fife at quarterback. You know, when Keene comes back, and it could very very well be at their next game, when when Mikey Keene is back and, um, you know, they look as normal as they can be, then I, I'll consider, you know, Fresno State up a little bit more. But this is kind of like an NCAA tournament resume where injuries will affect your resume. And so um, I, I have Fresno at four. I would I would I, I would create a second tier for one team only, and that's Boise. Um, even after the loss to CSU? Yes. And really? I have Boise at five. Okay. And the reason why Boise State, to me, does not look inspired. Andy no. Avalos, I think I, I think time's ticking on Avalos. But when, when they feel like it, it seems, um, they're able to win. They can hang with the best of them. They've had some injury problems. They can't decide on a quarterback. Um, and so they use multiple quarterbacks all the time. It is very unlike Boise State. But when it seems like Boise State is at its best, Boise State could be right there with UNLV. They could beat Wyoming. They could beat Fresno. So I put Boise in a second tier by itself because I, I would call them like the uh, do I want to be here tier. Like, hmm. do I want to be a part of that top tier? Can we be that? Or are we going to find ourselves – you know, slipping away in the last minute to Colorado State. So with that, I, I would actually lobby to include CSU in that tier, okay. right right next to Boise State, because of how they played, not just against Boise, but also earlier in the year in the shootout against oh, Colorado. Colorado. Uh-huh. They showed spirit, they showed fight, and uh, Jay Norvell is leading them courageously. I... I, I They've shocked me probably the most mm-hmm. of, of teams that um, didn't really think much of them coming into the year. Yeah. They've they've jumped up there. Now, 
to your credit, I agree with you. There's an upper echelon of maybe four teams. I'm going to argue that that second tier has two teams. I've got okay. Colorado State and Boise. Okay. And then everybody else underneath there. Gotcha. Don't don't need to even yeah, add think, another I, one in the bottom. Actually, I would put one more tier. Okay. If we're See, I would put Colorado State and Utah State in, okay. in the next tier. See, here here's why I have my reservation on Colorado State. I've got Utah State at seven. Okay. So, my yeah. reservation on Colorado State is that, you know, I, I feel like Boise State lost that game. Colorado State didn't necessarily win it. Yep. Um, no offense whatsoever, but where we'll really learn about Colorado State at UNLV Saturday. Yeah. Air Force the following Saturday. At Wyoming the following week. Good luck. Yes. And I'm not necessarily looking at them to win. But if you're hanging with those three teams, then, yeah, I will I will do exactly what it is that, that you believe and put them in a second tier with Boise. Um, and I'll say the same thing with Utah State, who Colorado State lost to by 20 um, a, a week and a half ago, I think it was. Yep. That's why I'm, I, I still have reservations about Colorado State. I'm kind of like I'm, I'm waiting on them. They've shown some really good things, but they've also at times kind of gone back to like Colorado State levels. Yep. No, I hear you. To a similar argument. All right. I have Hawaii jumping a spot this week. You had them at 10 last week. I did, and I have them at 9 right now. Okay. I had Hawaii jumping a spot too. And I have San Diego State at 10. Okay, okay. Because in the same way that you just said um, it wasn't like Colorado State won, it was more like Boise lost it. Yeah. The exact same thing. I don't feel like uh, San Diego State won, Hawaii lost that game. Gotcha. Um, I, I have Hawaii moving up a spot to 10, and I let San Diego State plummet. San Diego State's at 11. Yep. Um. That that offense was pitiful. Yes. Yes. They're, Golly, they're, all, they're, only, oh, they're sh- only saving grace is their defense. How many times are we going to stoop to the level of poor teams? Mm-hmm. They did not play good football, and we did not rise to the occasion. I'm sorry. I know this is a Mountain West power rankings no, conversation. Let, let it fly. But my goodness, they were not a good football team. And we had almost 500 yards of offense and still lost. Like, ah, oh, it's frustrating. I, I will tell you exactly where people will turn to. One, why is it that Hawaii is slow out of the gates every single game? Um, Tim, Timmy said it in uh, his interview with me at halftime. He's like, man, we can't get out of the, break, uh, out of the blocks fast. And I don't, I don't know what it is either. I mean, I'll give them credit. They're finding ways to get out of the locker room in the second half better. They make great adjustments, was, especially on defense. That was a concern earlier in the year, and they have they have shored that up, it seems. But, yeah, you, you can't, um, you know. How many of these, like, uh, San Diego State games come down to the wire like that? And they're, they're, they're They tr- all do. They're, they're like trashy games, yeah. too, with turnovers and fumbles and botched Punts I and, would say this is this ugh. is going to sound like wonderful analysis here. I will say this was the trashiest yeah. of, the, of the recent games between the two. They're always close. Sloppy is a good word. Yeah, but I I like trashy. Mm. I'm sorry. I mean we're 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 not we're using something different. We're, well, since we're you learning said more it, about Josh since today. since you said it, I just kind of want to go with yeah. it. Um, <laughs> this was more along the high scoring side. Uh, but yeah, I mean, just the 
the the play in the trenches certainly made a difference and um I, I, yeah i mean this was not quality by any means but it always seems to come down to a possession or two at the end and i you know i i worry a little bit about san diego state they're going to have to win games because of their defense and that might be and and the problem is their defense did one thing well, stop the run. Here's the thing. Get turnovers. Well, that too. But here's the thing. Everybody's defense has done that against Hawaii. Yeah. It's they have we, stopped the run. It's just that we can't run the ball. Right. So, I mean, as much as I want to give San Diego State credit for doing that, I have to give every other team ahead of Hawaii credit for that. So that kind of cancels that out. Um. That's why I have San Diego State 11. That That is the worst San Diego State team I have seen in quite some time. Yeah, they weren't good. No. And we lost. So, ugh. Uh, thank God there's still games in front of us. There's still plenty of opportunity to um, still decide what kind of a football team that we want to be. I, I, I still hold that reservation. And there's enough time, hypothetically, yeah. To see what happens. Uh, one, two, three. Number 12 is Nevada. Nevada. There you go. No, no, that's, there. That's, uh, that's not going to change anytime soon. Although it's funny. They talked to Ken Wilson. They're, uh, Sorry. I'm doing my wolf pack. <laughs> uh, they talked to Ken Wilson, their head coach. I mean, if he's worried about things at, you know, in a couple of years. And he said, no, I mean. Uh, I'm I, not going to be there. <laughs> oh, sorry. He said, you know, he he believes in staying the course, and if they do, and things turn, they're going to be. It's going to be a powerful. Oh, powerful! Wow. wow, okay, powerful. That means like four wins. You can't tell me that he's more valuable to Nevada <laughs> than Hawaii than Timmy Chang is valuable to Hawaii. Find a way to pay the man. Why yeah. again? I want I. I can't help but revisit it, especially whenever we are looking at Mountain West power rankings mm. and then see how much that we're willing to pay our coach. Right. Yeah. Uh, I have New Mexico at nine, by the way, going into this one. Oh. You have New Mexico at 11? Yes, okay. still. All right. Well, I mean, it's it's in that same area. They are. That's This is, this is for me, tier Bottom four. Bottom drawer. Um, you know, it's interesting. Caesars has... Um, Hawaii is a one-point favorite, but ESPN's football power index, kind of like last week, ESPN's football power index has New Mexico as like a 64% chance to win, I think it was. Wow. Like last week, San Diego State was a six-point favorite, but Hawaii had like a 54% chance of winning. So you kind of take it for what it is. It, it, it ultimately means, here it is, uh, ESPN analytics says New Mexico is a 60.3% chance of winning. Interesting. Yeah. But again... Hawaii is a one-point favorite. Uh, M. Dyer Global scoreboard is brought to you by M. Dyer Global, moving Hawaii into the future. It was not close at all in the National League Championship Series. Phillies up two games to none. 10-0 win over the Arizona Diamondbacks. Game three coming up on Thursday. You'll hear it right here as part of a doubleheader on ESPN Honolulu. Tomorrow, by the way, game three of the ALCS between Houston and Texas. The uh, Rangers have a two-games-to-none series lead. And they're going to Globe Life with that advantage. They're going home with the 2-0 lead. Uh, you'll hear that 1.30 tomorrow here on ESPN Honolulu. That's your M. Dyer Global scoreboard. M. Dyer Global always on the move. Traffic, final words next.
a stacked lineup here after the show is done. Sports cards and collectibles at six. Student section from the Autosource Carousel coming up at seven o'clock tonight. A uh, couple of Farrington football players. Um, Elani McBee is going to be a part of the show too. So uh, uh, thanks to Raising Cane's Chicken Fingers and to uh, Autosource. That's going to be coming up at seven with uh, Chris Hart and Cole Mousoff. Uh, final words, Hunter Hughes, you're up first, man. Ah, uh, man. What is today? Tuesday? That is correct. Uh, I didn't actually have, uh, much prepared for final words. <laughs> oh, no. I'm, I'm searching right now. You're, you're well, like I, uh, Rob gonna... DeMello when he comes in on a Thursday and cannot throw out a, uh, um, you know how they do like the good and the bad. I oh, yes. What, uh, he can't, he can't do a negative. Oh, best and worst. He can't best do and a worst. worst. Yeah. He, Rob is not capable of doing a worse. Okay. But it's not because of prep. It's just because Rob's a really good dude and he doesn't think of life that way. Uh, you know what? It's coming to mind right now. Our boy Solomon, who we've had on this show, uh, who talked about the rail. Remember him? <laughs> My buddy yeah. Solomon. Yeah. Uh, he invited me to play in a golf outing with uh, rail workers this Friday. So I'm going to be playing with them. Nice. Yep. That's uh, going to look forward to that. I think we're playing at Couple A. Okay. Friday morning. So. Okay. Yeah. Got that going. Um. I have one here. Um, did you know that there's a Thanksgiving halftime show? For which one? The Cowboys game? Uh, yes. Okay. So, I mean, Interesting. I, honestly, I think we've gone downhill with um, halftime shows in general in, uh, in the National Football League. For example, Usher is the halftime entertainment in Vegas this year for the 2024 Super Bowl. For the Super Bowl, yep. Has Usher done anything recently yeah yeah no okay i don't um, think so so to to that point the cowboys announced that their thanksgiving day halftime show will be led by dolly parton no way yes Tanner looked over and said, wait, wait, what? That, that the look legend. That, the, the look that Tanner just gave was like, wait, how did this come up on the show? Yeah. Dolly Parton is the halftime show host for uh, Thanksgiving Day or the halftime entertainment for Thanksgiving Day for the Dallas Cowboys and is serving as the kickoff for the Salvation Army Red Kettle fundraising season. Dolly, baby. Let's go. I will ask the same thing that I asked of Usher. What? Has she done lately? Count her money. That is true. That's probably well, what she's done. Well, that, and I guess she has done something. Uh, she is a, uh, she's a judge in The Voice, if I'm not mistaken. A show I don't watch. Oh, that's right. Yeah, mm -hmm. which has had a, a, a cast of people kind of changing. Do you know that she has a version of Disney World in Tennessee? Yeah. Dolly World? Yeah. Okay. Just want to make sure yeah, you knew I, that was a thing. I did hear about that. Dolly World is a real thing. Have you been there? I have not. Okay. But I've heard it's it's a good time. Oh, well, I would imagine. Think Disney World, but with good barbecue. I can take good barbecue. Mm -hmm. um, Texter from the uh, 561 from our last segment. You're spending an entire segment. Lost it here. Uh, basically, you're spending an entire segment ranking the... Uh, uh, the worst teams in college football. Ouch. Hey, sorry, it's the Mountain West. And by the way, I was wrong. Dolly truly hasn't really done anything because it's Reba McIntyre who's the guest judge on The Voice. Yeah. <laughs> so, I, I, I guess... To that texture's yeah. opposition, yeah. 
this is a historically good Air Force team, and they deserve some attention. That's true. They're one of three uh, uh, group of five teams still unbeaten. Liberty, James Madison, all fighting for a spot. If they in make the, it through uh, one more week, six. they will probably be top 25. I I would argue Air Force should be already. It should be right now. Yeah. Uh, I, I love that Air Force team. Um, but... You know, we should have done, and I, I, we didn't get a chance to do it. But I, I can't wait for the, uh, for the upcoming weekend of games. Like these are going to be like kind of show up games. You know, who's going to show up? Like Hawaii, New Mexico. Yep. Who's going to show up? Air Force is at Navy. Perfect show up game. Um, we'll talk more about this tomorrow after baseball. Sports cards and collectibles is coming up next. <laughs> 